0: The KUAM Podcast Network is back and on demand, featuring a great variety of podcasts from our island and region, including culture, lifestyle, awareness, crime, politics, commentary, comedy, and entertainment. Available on most streaming platforms. The KUAM Podcast Network. Subscribe and listen now. the 2022 election cycle seems to have begun all around the country from sea to shining sea the glimmer of politics is as dazzling as ever before it is no different for guam the cnmi and hawaii i put on my pacific political sideshow hat for this episode of that's it that's all
1: you are listening to that's it that's all with sean de
0: You are listening to That's It, That's All. I'm Sean Gumatao here, the host of the podcast. That's It, That's All is brought to you by Get LLC, the consulting and specialty construction materials and supplies firm serves public and private sector organizations in Micronesia. Do you need help with starting a small business? Need access to Iridium satellite telephones? Get LLC may have the answers you're looking for. You can find them on the World Wide Web, at get-guam.com. Check out their site and contact them if you need some help today. Hello to those listeners in Forest Hill, Maryland. Also, greetings to those of you now listening in Grovetown, Georgia. The listenership is growing with each episode to include those now listening in College Station, Texas. Can't forget the listeners across my island home, especially those in Tamuning. Half a day to you all. Thanks for having That's It That's All along with you as you go from one end of Paradise Guam to the other. Remember to download the podcast ahead of your next gym workout, that special road trip, or that errand running day. A big thanks to our friends at redcircle.com in distributing the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Amazon Music. Also, that's it. That's all can be found on the iHeart Radio app and on Pandora. The podcast is also a part of the KUAM Podcast Network. We are proud. That's it. That's all is part of an awesome collection of on-demand audio shows originating in Guam and Micronesia from the number one broadcast news and digital source of information in Guam and Micronesia. Like, subscribe or follow right now on your favorite podcast app. Well, this episode is pulled from the headlines here at home. I will say at this time, it is not so unique to Guam. Every time the clock strikes one year from an election, everyone in the media and the political apparatus perk up. Each are looking at the days in the calendar and ticking them off one after another. For the party leaders, This is a time to reassess what direction issues and actions are taking incumbents. Party leaders are looking at options to those actions, and who can be the next standard bearer. For the incumbents, this is a time to start making noise about one issue or another. Budgets are being passed, amendments being offered to the spending plan by that legislator, hoping that the act will keep them employed at this time next year. Yes, there is a whole other budget act to consider. Healthcare, public safety, education, policy that drives these three key issues. For federal lawmakers, there is the continuing resolutions or the actual authorization acts to put to a committee and eventual vote on the floor. In these hyperpartisan times, those votes will be looked at hard by many a special interest group and policy wonk in the states or territories looking to capitalize on the gain. Or to lambast the loss. A White House action, a Supreme Court decision, all adding to the work behind the scenes to bring about a new policy in these ever changing times. For those considering public office, this starts the deliberative process, asking the hard question of themselves and their immediate family Do we want to live in that glass house where our neighbors at any time can throw a rock at it? Commitment of time and money gets tossed around. Process hasn't even had its moment of thought, just the one thought, if they had the mind and the heart ready to take on the mantle of public service. This process has been going on since the birth of the nation and since representative government was brought to the borders and shores of each and every state and territory in America. Yes, there has been plenty of disruption that could derail that would-be candidate's chance to lead. War. Economic hardships, natural disaster, disease, four examples that have made or broken a person's desire to seek public office. These times are calling for very special people to present themselves to the electorate to serve. This may seem a bit early for this kind of talk, but the actions are happening and happening with the vigor that time is being wasted by not getting in the election campaign fight. For those in the game already, this particular time of year and point in the cycle is just the calm before the storm. Supporters are getting word of the imminent run. Talk of fundraising is making its rounds in the influence peddling circles. Political talk is beginning to make its way once again to the dinner tables from Fairfax, Virginia, to Wichita, Kansas, to Flagstaff, Arizona, to Jigo, Guam. Wait until Thanksgiving and Christmas dinner in the coming months, too. Organizations are dusting off old political playbooks or creating a very new one in this age of social media and technology-driven election cycles. There is a buzz, more like an irritating hum. With so much time before voters head to the ballot box, the discussion of the 2022 election cycle Seems so weird right now, not saying that the pandemic is having an effect on my view of this particular issue, not saying I'm completely sold on political talk for an election that is one year away. It is that time where people around the country, people who love the contact sport that is politics, are getting ready for what many will call the most decisive election in years. Didn't we classify the 2020 cycle that way? Weren't people calling the 2008 elections the same thing? I was a kid when the 1980 elections were being presented in this similar light. Some will argue that the 1969 or 1953 elections were given the same moniker. Whatever the case may be, it appears that in Guam and the rest of America, that is now game on. Election game on. Time to play or go home. There will be a winner there will be a bunch of losers stakes will be high for some for others a referendum on the work that has been done in what was intended to be for the people and by the people I was trying to add some context here and it didn't take too long to come across this particular gem this effort that is now underway ahead of the 2022 election cycle is best described by new york university council Eliza Becker, who noted in an April 26, 2021 opinion piece in the Atlanta Journal-Constitution that, quote, democracy is a 365 days a year process, close quote.
1: This podcast is sponsored by Get LLC, a consulting and specialty construction materials and supplies firm. Since 2012, they have provided valuable services to their customers across Micronesia and North America. Check them out on the World Wide Web at get-guam.com. They have a presence on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram too. Get LLC. Find out today how they can best serve your business's specific needs.
0: Civil Beat in Honolulu, Hawaii, is reporting that current Lieutenant Governor Josh Green a Democrat, is widely expected to run for governor next year as current Hawaii Governor David Ige is completing his second and final term. Former First Lady Vicki Cayetano is officially seeking the seat, too, while former Honolulu Mayor Kirk Caldwell, another Democrat, is seriously considering a run. The Marianas Variety reported on August 20, 2021 that 65-year-old Lieutenant Governor Arnold Palacios said he and Saipan Mayor David M. Apatang will announce their decision regarding next year's gubernatorial election, quote, sooner than later, adding that they will most likely run. Palacios noted that there had been a lot of soul-searching lately among many members of the NMI Republican Party after Federal Bureau of Investigation Agents raided CNMI Governor Ralph Torres' office and residence in November 2019, and an ongoing investigation conducted by the Democrat-led House of Representatives. Palacios said, quote, Some Republicans are scratching their heads, asking themselves, where do we go? And perhaps they are looking for alternatives. Close quote. Guam Congressman Michael Sinekla said during a Guam Chamber of Commerce meeting on September 29, 2021, that he is considering a run for the office of the governor. KUAM reported that the Guam delegate confirmed the possible run to unseat incumbent and fellow Democrat Governor Lou Leon Guerrero during a monthly meeting of the Guam chamber, saying, quote, we are seriously considering it. For many years, for decades, we've always been told it's a resource problem. We can't do it because of no money. We can't do it because of no funding or we can't lower taxes because we need the money for this, or we, we took the money excuse off the table and we've revealed behind the curtain we have a serious execution problem. Close quote. These are just some of the names who are already in the mix for governor. There are others out there getting the support to make the run. They are the squeaky lawmaker calling out the administrations from their respective bully pulpits on a House or Senate floor, They are from the opposition party. There are some of those for sure. Folks are getting the courage to take the political stage for the first time. They may go for broke and believe that it is their turn to lead. Others have been waiting for the perceived lack of action throughout these extraordinary times to put their name in the governor politico universe, willing it to be so, willing it now and until next fall. When we think of the big dances, state and territorial gubernatorial politics is the biggest stage you can get. When the going gets crazy or there is a term limited incumbent, it seems as the names of the potential frontrunners start coming out a year ahead of the entire electoral process. Researchers are testing the electorate now to see if the candidate can stand a chance to win in these very challenging times. Political consultants are knocking on the doors, selling their tech wares, the newest voter app, that great jingle, or the logo that will win in September 2022, or whenever or wherever those primaries are taking place. Most governors are elected outside a presidential election cycle. The absence of other high-profile races almost certainly allows for more coverage of the gubernatorial election. This generally drives up more competition and participation. In a 2018 Texas Tech study by Joel Sievert and Seth McKee, they noted that since the 1970s, American politics has taken an impressive turn away from political delignment and moved toward a more responsible party system. As a result, elections have become more nationalized a process by which presidential and national politics exert greater influence over down-ballot contests. Now, Sievert and McKee evaluated nationalization in electoral contests for two high-profile offices, U.S. Senate and Governor. They found a link between presidential and senatorial contests that is tightened with national political forces exerting greater influence over gubernatorial contests. They found a regional variation in the nationalization of gubernatorial politics. Coming back now to the gubernatorial election cycle, what is playing out in Hawaii, the CNMI, and Guam is becoming more and more interesting, with the state and the two territories having a tough time with COVID, tourist economies that have been more than compromised by the coronavirus, and an electorate looking for stable leadership in these unstable times, the challengers for chief executive have such a big task. It may take a year or so for their campaigns to get their sea legs, if you will. For the two incumbents, there is a need soon to begin their final policy push to lower the volume on a challenger's criticism and ideas and to complete what they had set out to do two short years ago. 36 states and three territories will be casting their respective vote for governor. OpenSecrets.org reported on August 4th, 2021, that the Democratic Governors Association and the Republican Governors Association have raised a combined $46.6 million in the first half of 2021. The groups have also spent a combined $28.2 million ahead of the race's that could decide which party will be in charge of governor's mansions across the country. The RGA had 71 donors who contributed $100,000 or more. The DGA had 51 contributors donate $100,000 or more. The DGA's 13 highest contributors donated $250,000. Now that is a lot of money. If you don't think that the DGA or the RGA won't wade into the elections next year in Hawaii, the CNMI, or in Guam, you are sadly mistaken. Other parts of the business and faith-based communities will also jump into the fracas. Yes, I did say faith-based communities. They are voters too, you know. So where do I see these three island races? Not very scientific, but... Here I go. In Hawaii, Lieutenant Governor Green is the incumbent. He is all over the media relative to COVID. He has been relatively realistic and reassuring with his messages since the start. Heck, he even did press conferences in his kid's bedroom at numerous parts of the response. He wins the primary and could take the whole statewide election. In the CNMI, Gregorio Kalili Sablon is pondering a run against Governor Torres. Khalili has been a mainstay for all of the U.S. territories over the past three years in the U.S. Congress. His run could end plenty of support in Congress for the territories. The GOP split ticket may cause a deeper break in NMI Republican circles for years to come. Sablon may get an apathetic electorate to give him 4 years. For Guam, the incumbent governor Lou Leon Guerrero is likely to prevail. Now the GOP does not have a candidate who can beat her at this time, despite all that has befallen on Guam since her inauguration, and I mean the pandemic. Congressman Nicholas who referred to himself as we throughout the Guam Chamber Exchange recently, has been the antagonist in chief to the Leon Guerrero administration and is up against ethics complaints on Capitol Hill and the poorest voting record of the entire membership of the U.S. House of Representatives. Now, I figured I can say this, all based on what I've read, the people I've spoken to in Hawaii, Guam, and throughout the region over the past couple of years. Now, I might be wrong. There is so much time between the premiere of this podcast and when voters make a decision in the fall of the year 2022. It's about a year away. Much can happen in that time and candidates may emerge and teams may come together that may move the needle in a way that the people will get behind them. I ask a couple of things, though. What values will they represent for your communities? Will they bring your community together after being so polarized thanks to COVID? And will your future in your island homes line up with what you believe your island home should be in these times, led by these respective leaders? There is really so much to ponder. The National Governors Association says that as state or territorial managers, governors are responsible for implementing state or territorial laws and overseeing the operation of the executive branch. As leaders, governors advance and pursue new and revised policies and programs using a variety of tools, among them executive orders, executive budgets, and legislative proposals and vetoes. Governors do carry out their management and leadership responsibilities and objectives with the support and assistance of department and agency heads, many of whom they are empowered to appoint. Now, the election may or may not happen because of what happens in the headlines. A chief executive won't be elected by the word of one podcaster. Surely, the next governor of a state or a territory will be sworn in by the confidence of the electorate. The voters will have to come out. In times of low voter turnout, there is a push to advocate for every eligible person to get to those polling places and cast a vote. It is the duty of all of us as citizens. I will be watching, and perhaps I might revisit these three predictions in the months to come. One thing is for certain with a year to go, the election circus has begun. Hurry, hurry. Get your ticket. Get ready for the wild ride that is gubernatorial politics. That's it. That's all. If you enjoyed this podcast, download, press subscribe, or follow us right now. More great content is on the way. Talk to you soon.
1: The That's It, That's All podcast is produced by Sean Gamatato. Executive producer is Trisha Gamatato. Hit the subscribe or follow button and leave a review. Thanks for listening.
0: The KUAM Podcast Network is back and on demand featuring a great variety of podcasts from our island and region, including culture, lifestyle, awareness, crime, politics, commentary, comedy, and entertainment available on most streaming platforms. The KUAM Podcast Network. Subscribe and listen now.